This show is part of the Head Stuff Podcast Network. Look right down any crowded hall. You'll see there's a beauty standing. Is she really everywhere or a reflection? One always calls out to you. The other's shy and quiet. Could there be two different? Welcome to Pi Beta Alpha, the podcast in which we explore the strange and terrifying world of the Sweet Valley High TV series, episode by episode. I'm Anna Carey. I'm Karen Moynihan. And this week, we're heading to the wild, wild west for oh. the Quick and the Blonde. Oh. <laughs> yes, we are. Oh my God. I just, you know, I, like expectations were high, I will say. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I wasn't disappointed. <laughs> I also was not disappointed and uh, we're not going to spoil the best deep cut here, but it is mm. very good. Mm. I, I think it makes up for the lack of cans. You know, yeah, actually, and uh, you know it's good if Anna isn't enraged over <laughs> the lack of credit for Patman canning. So just sit tight, you guys, because it's a doozy. <laughs> it sure is. Uh, so I think it is my turn to read the blurb this week. Mm. And it's actually quite accurate. Mm. Um, so it is. Liz discovers that Bruce's ancestor Bruno did not found Sweet Valley as he claims. And we see how the wild, wild west really was one. We sure do. I guess. (laughs) Wiki, wiki, wild, wild west. (laughs) It's about as historically accurate as that movie. Delightfully so. I mean, it's... It's thrown out the anachronisms all over the place and oh. it is genuinely <laughs> extremely entertaining. So it's I guess such a delight. <laughs> I guess we should dive right in. And it begins with the uh, with a tour uh, of I was confused initially for the first few seconds. Mm. I was like, is this a museum? Is, yeah. is that dome? Like what is yeah. going on? <laughs> What's happening? As usual, we're we're starting with some absolute nonsense that we have to decipher within seconds and go, oh, I think this is what's happening. Does that make sense? No, it does not. But we're rolling with it. Yeah, because it seems that this uh, there is an exhibition going on, but it seems that hmm. it's just like in a corridor in the school. <laughs> yes, that's it. Because like it opens and I was like, oh, they're in the school. No, wait, this is an exhibition. They must be in a museum. No, they're in school. <laughs> <laughs> And Chrome Dome tells them uh, that when irrigation was brought there in 1890, Sweet Valley took its place among the pantheon of modern metropoli. I mean, that's bad grammar for a start. It's not metropoli, <laughs> it's metropolises. Uh, sorry if I got that wrong. Any Greek experts, but I'm pretty sure it's right. <laughs> Chrome Dome should know better. He's an educator. Uh, uh, Liz is intrigued by this tour of a corridor in their school, but uh, <laughs> Jessica is not so happy. Oh, her and Lila are so bored. Uh, they're, yeah, just absolutely hating every second of it. Uh, I think does Jess make some kind of narky comment about how much she's enjoying it or that it's fascinating. And Lila's like, mm. what, really? She's like, no, clearly I'm dying a slow and painful death. <laughs> Oh, strong words, Jessica. But she, <laughs> she is happy to get out of geometry. I mean, you'd think that would trump any boredom of having to walk down a corridor filled with photos, because that's what this <laughs> exhibition is. <laughs> and uh, the guide, uh, I mean, Chrome Dome, thanks the living legend who organised this show. And it's two Bruce, too. Oh, God. Now, did he say legend or did he say living legacy? I feel like legacy might make a weird kind of sense in that. Oh, maybe that's kind of. It. Maybe, yeah, because it would be weird to introduce him as a living legend. It's like, all right, calm down. It's not exactly one Bruce one here, is it? <laughs> <laughs> but yes, apparently, two Bruce two has uh, like mounted this exhibit and put the whole thing together uh, because his great great grandfather Bruno Pathman apparently settled Sweet Valley with mm. honesty, courage, and hard work. Uh, and while he's kind of like 
fucking droning on about his uh, his ancestor it kind of goes back to the crowd and it's very cute because Lila is so bored like her head is on Jessica's shoulder and Jess is kind of patting <laughs> Lila's cheek and it's really cute <laughs> I mean this is how everyone should respond when two Bruce two starts banging on mm. uh, by the way uh, there's he's, he's saying all this next to a giant photograph of Bruno, which is a sepia photo of two Bruce with a fake moustache. I love it so much. It's so that thing when you're like on holidays and you get an old timey yeah. Western photo taken. It's just that and it's huge and I love it. Oh, it is amazing. There's a photo in my parents' house of all of us at Bunratty Castle Folk Park mm. Club, but taken in the in the 80s of us all uh, in Edwardian garb. Sadly, none of us have fake moustaches, but... Um, oh. <laughs> two Bruce Two is uh is 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 definitely in full uh RTC mode. He's a root two oh, cowboy. He sure is. <laughs> um, I started calling him um, in my notes, I started calling Bruno two Bruce Two No. Oh oh very good. <laughs> very, very good. <laughs> So uh, yeah, I guess Crowdog just sort of hands things over to him, uh, tells them that they're, uh, this seems extremely unfair, that they're going to have a geometry quiz at lunchtime tomorrow. Mm. Like if I was forced to go to an exhibition in a corridor of photos of Bruce's <laughs> ancestors, and then I was going to have to give up my fucking lunchtime to have a test. Absolutely not. They didn't choose to go on this stupid fucking tour, so like, <laughs> why punish them? <laughs> Well, when Two Bruce Two uh, sings the praises of uh, Two Bruce Two, no, he um, <laughs> he says, as you say, as you said about you know about Two Bruce Two knows honesty, courage, and hard work, and says, "Men like him founded the new world." I mean, there's a lot. I, we're not even going to talk colonial <laughs> nonsense of this mm. whole thing. I think we just. We'll just have to ignore it for the moment um, mm. because Liz does not question the colonialism part of this sentence, but she does ask what the women were doing in all this. And t- two rooms, two sneers. Oh, you know, cleaning, cooking, sewing, cleaning up the cow muck and says women couldn't settle the. Oh, my God. Right, OK, I'm going to not comment on every single remark of, like of this about settling and claiming know, new world. Yeah. Just assume our disapproval in advance, everybody. There you go. Yeah, our, our, our disapproval remains throughout, but for the purposes of getting through the recap, yes. we're just going to have to barrel through the and embrace the Wild Westiness of it all, problematic it's, as it is. Indeed. So yes, he says that women couldn't settle the Wild West, that he can't argue with history. Um, but then Manny comes in with some stuff from I guess, is this like the Patman archives, but two versus two? Just it's like he says, throw this in a skip, basically. Pretty much, yeah. Manny turns up with this box of like random crap. But yeah, Bruce is just like, yeah, that's all junk, whatever. Don't need it. Um, So Liz kind of has a look at the box, pulls out this uh, dusty old diary that she flips Mm -hmm. open. And quite coincidentally, it turns out to be the diary of Miss Lizzie. So great job there, Liz. And uh, my notes here just say, oh, here we fucking go. So uh, yeah, two Bruce two. Even though this is uh, clearly, you know, uh, possibly like a a document and and possibly Mm. valuable to historians, he's like, yeah, whatever, take it. Throw in the bin. Don't care. (laughs) So maybe you'll find some nice recipes. So uh, we cut to the Castletel Wakefield and uh, Jessica's doing her nails while Liz ponders why this diary wasn't in the exhibition and maybe there's something in the diary Bruce wanted to hide. I mean, if there was, why would he give it to her? I know it's more likely that he just wasn't arse reading it because like mm. because of the, his comments previously, like, oh, it was written by a woman. There's nothing interesting in here. So that's more likely what the crack is there for sure. Well, Liz opens the diary and Jessica, and I have to say, there's some excellent comedic work from both <laughs> Daniel's twins in this because the prospect of uh, of of actually reading anything sends Jessica into conniptions. She flips out, yeah, I think, is it when Liz kind of blows a load of dust off the this book as well and Jess goes into a coughing fit and just amps up the drama absolutely yeah. to 90 for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> But it is pretty hilarious. <laughs> She's just saying, reading? Not Cosmo? I can't. I can't. I can't bear the prospect of any of this. And Elizabeth starts to read. And it is, we hear the voice of Miss Lizzie. 
<laughs> describing how she and her sister went on the old wagon train across uh, trail across America, mm-hmm. and her sister was called. <laughs> Can you tell the listeners, Karen? It's fucking Jessamine, lads. She's here. Jessamine! <laughs> it's Jessamine. Oh my God, that mad bitch. I can't believe it. Like we both shrieked. We were texting each other before we started recording and it was like, I shrieked, me too. Like literally, I'm now sharing an office with Angus during the day and I was I was doing my homework yesterday for this and he was like, are you okay? I was like, yeah, I'm fine. It was just completely extreme reactions. My God, what a discuss. I think my text to you just said Jessamine with about seven exclamation marks. <laughs> well, uh, Miss Lizzie says that there were there was sadness on the trail because she lost her sister to a pack of wild outlaws. Now we find out later that her sister ran away with the hmm. outlaws, but I have to say my brain went to a very dark place, and I was like, she's brushing this off quite easily <laughs> just you know your standard everyday kidnapping it's fine don't worry about it she's probably grand <laughs> well as well as the sorrow of her sister vanishing off with some outlaws she also experienced great joy and then we get the uh the first of many stupid jokes and inverted commas about dieting because she says mm. something like oh well, there was great joy i lost 10 pounds and i could fit into my old corset ha 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 but then she found paradise and where could that be why it was in Sweet Valley Gorge, of course. <laughs> I mean, surely it's Valley and a Gorge are kind of the same thing. I'm just realising this now. Sweet Valley Valley. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, but also that whole voiceover all plays over like this like random stock footage of like Wild Westy stuff, <laughs> like covered wagons, yeah. dancing girls in a show hall. I don't know the fuck. <laughs> just completely <laughs> random crap. It's great. <laughs> Speaking of random things, we cut inside, and I think they, what is it called? We do find out the name later. Oh, it's it's, it's a saloon. It's called the Moon Gorge Saloon. Yes! I mean, like, where's the beach? What's happening? Why do they love the word gorge? <laughs> they didn't get their beach until 1978. <laughs> <laughs> well, the uh, the Moon Gorge has its own troop of dancing girls, and one of them is Edith. Oh my God, she looks unreal. I love everybody's <laughs> costuming in this episode. Oh yes. my God. Yes, it's so fucking good. Yeah, so Enid, like looking really saucy and deadly, like kind of saunters on over to uh, Manuelo, who is yeah. of course Manny. Once again, he's the entertainment when we come to sleazy lounges in alternate oh, universes. Yes. <laughs> um, so he's tipping away, playing some jaunty Western music, uh, wearing a bowler hat. Playing a Casio keyboard. <laughs> there, I actually know it's just dumb as a box of rocks, but all the sort of anachronistic stuff in this episode was genuinely amusing. Oh to God, me. I loved it. I it, it was giving me like Mel Brooks kind of level, yeah. just silliness, and I was just yeah. like, you know what, lads, I am absolutely on board with this. I don't me care too. that you're making current references. Like it's totally fine. As soon as the Casio keyboard popped up, I was like, yes. you know what. This is fine. I don't mind. <laughs> Do whatever you want because I'm all in. <laughs> and uh, especially as Maddie's saying, it's clearly like one of the pre-programmed, you know, <laughs> little, little sort of... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and she's like, Manuelo, I'm in the mood for something blue. And uh, he's just still playing us like... Yeah, because he's kind of like, yeah, no problem. <laughs> and so then she funny. says, can't you play anything else? And of course, even in this universe, Maddie is in love with Enid and says, no. you had crawled through a buffalo pasture. And uh, <laughs> he suggests, like, why don't I play something with a samba beat? And he hits the keyboard and it's like that 80s pre-programmed oh, samba sound. And I, so it is good. very funny. Oh, God. But also, like, this whole saloon is very definitely the set from Kidnapped. Remember when they I- had, like, a random... Shut My down. notes do say it's the, ra- it's the Manson family ranch again. <laughs> Back at Span Ranch once again. <laughs> Fantastic. Only this time it's actually kitted out. It's so yes. good. <laughs> like it's exactly the same room. It's the same so stair. Fully. It's just, yes. Same Jessica street. was trapped under these floorboards not not ten episodes ago. <laughs> oh, went on fire. That's an excellent special effect work there. Mm. Um, so who's behind the bar anyway? Of uh of the Moon Gorge, but Miss Lizzie. 
and she's serving uh, Shogro, uh, Lila and Cheryl, their usual. Um, <sighs> this was kind of a baffling joke, but it was quite funny just because of its bizarreness because she hands over two bottles and they spray it on them like perfume. Yeah, I kind of didn't really realise what was happening there for yeah. a second. I think I was just so distracted by how fucking good everybody looked because just, <laughs> again, like the hair and the dresses, I was just like, fucking hell, everyone looks class and I was just having a great time. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently um, Sweet Valley uh, used to be uh, a rootin' tootin' paradise. Times were mm. good, but then the gold rush arrived and the town was overrun by the dregs of the West and the worst of them. It's two Bruce Juno. Apparently, he was the richest of the prospectors and actually owned uh, Miss Lizzie's establishment, the Moon Gorge Saloon. But he could never own her. <laughs> well, he he enters and uh, he's uh, he's got some news. It's Wednesday is going to be Sloppy Joe Day at the Moon Gorge, and the other news is that he's going to marry Miss Lizzie. <gasps> yeah she's absolutely not having it though she's like no way she's like you're a vile man I'd sooner drink from the pig trough than marry you um and then it kind of cuts to Enid because she's she's very much the comic relief in this episode very she kind of goes wait that was the pig trough uh-oh and then like everyone in the background spits out their drinks so it's like ah, oh, was she was she being a bad waitress I'm not, I like I don't know why she'd be the one <laughs> serving everyone their what was looked like water anyway in their drinks yes. but yeah out of a trough <laughs> of any yeah. kind <laughs> so uh, two Bruce Tudo says he's going to triple the rent and if Miss Lizzie can't pay it on Friday um, she's out and uh, he says he takes Visa, MasterCard or a personal <laughs> check with two forms of ID <laughs> he does follow that up then with, of course if you were my wife I'd only need one <laughs> that was actually funny it was I have to give it to him <laughs> <laughs> so uh they swagger out and just after they uh just as soon as they leave who should come in but sheriff winston oh my god amazing yeah he runs in like right after uh two bruce tuno and all his goons are gone uh and he kind of like he kind of he kind of runs in arms flailing like all right let me at him uh and uh yeah that the rest of the crowd are like you know where were you sheriff uh <laughs> so it turns out yes winston inexplicably is the sheriff it's fantastic I love it uh, but yeah he explains that uh, he's late because some joker parked his horse in a loading zone <laughs> oh, I, I'm very entertained all these are just ridiculous anachronisms I love it it's like there's just no attempt at being like you know historically accurate whatsoever they're just like no let's just go absolutely the opposite direction and it's like yeah I love it and that keeps going to the next scene where a certain Tonston for that is his name is in a full bubble bath full of bubbles next to a goat singing a rubber ducky song oh my god I properly laughed when I saw this <laughs> fucking hell yeah he's having a bath in the barn um why not? So Miss Lizzie comes along with her lantern and pleads with him. She's like, Todston, also huge lol at Todston. Todston, you have to do something. Uh, she's like, I know you're a good man from your kind eyes and your good spirit. <laughs> the way you look in those chaps. <laughs> Todston looks at her with this like really dopey face. He's like, I wear no chaps. Because oh yeah, everybody's doing a weird like southern accent. Well. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. The accents. Funny. Well, and I know accents. I think. Well, and like, I mean, if anyone's an expert, I think we've already established it's Anna Carey. <laughs> oh no, I can do root and doot and cowboy, but I can give it a gold college try. <laughs> but Thompson says in his bath with his ducky. Actually, <laughs> That was genuinely pretty funny as well. Um, he says he's just a hired gun. Uh, Bruno runs this town. And Tunston is powerless, basically. And uh, he asks for for a for his loofah. And Liz tells him he's as yellow as the rubber ducky you've got under those balls. <laughs> Try it off. Oh, it's so funny and like that this goat is also just like really close to him and I kept yes. thinking it was going to like take a bite out of his hat or something mm. <laughs> it's like that goat totally wanted to eat his hat um, <laughs> that goat yes, is Tod's... a seed stealer 
Oh, for sure. But yeah, he got upstaged by a goat. <laughs> but yeah, so it turns out he's not going to be any help at all to poor Miss Lizzie in her time of need. So uh, she kind of heads off uh, disappointed and he kind of goes, dang, I asked for a loofah. I am yellow. <laughs> he kind of looks through his hands and, goes, and my fingers are starting to get all pruney. <laughs> Oh, he says pruny. He's like he probably goes hard on that second syllable. He's like pruny. <laughs> I don't know why, but oh god, it's so funny. <laughs> well, um, upstairs in the well, I don't know. Is this dance? I don't know the layout Who of the knows? saloon. But um, back in the saloon, Liz is Lizzie is desperate. She's never been in so much trouble, and Lila says it's something the hot oil treatment can't fix. Um, <laughs> But when she realizes Liz's issue is not with her hair, it's with her need for cash. She says she knows just who to call. First, her hair guy to sort out Liz's split ends, I suppose. And then, local Jesse, outlaw for hire. Oh, my goodness. Yes, apparently. uh, Yeah, Cheryl is like... (laughs) They do this kind of like nearly to camera kind of like in amazement. Oh my God, Loco Jesse's the meanest, toughest lawman there is. <laughs> and Enid pipes up. He even runs with scissors. <laughs> she delivers that line with such sincerity. It's so good. <laughs> but they figure they have no choice. They have to call in Loco Jesse. And uh, they believe his rates are reasonable, but he lives in Denver City. So uh, the following is clearly like a pun on a Pony Express. And because mm. it's they say something like, "Well, we absolutely positively have to get it there in time. We need Pony Express." So they uh, they send it off, mm. and we cut back to the Castletail Wakefield where Jessica uh, is very enthusiastic about this. She's been about this whole saga. Um, she's been she's been drawn in against she the will. She sure has. Yeah, yeah, despite her protestations at the start, she's like, oh my God, I can't wait for Loco Jesse to totally destroy Bruno. Uh, and Liz kind of gives her a look. She's like, I thought you weren't interested. Um, and Jess is like, yeah, whatever. I'm not. I, I, I don't care about this. Uh, and uh, yeah, so then uh, Liz is kind of like, all right, fine, I'll just go read this in my room. But Jess is like, no, 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 stay here. Because, you know, you'd look really strange just reading out loud in your room on your own. <laughs> so she is fully bet into the story now. Oh, she is. And uh, we cut back to uh, Sweet Molly Gorge, where things are getting worse. The outlaws are smashing up the Span Ranch set. And uh, oh, this is possibly my <laughs> <laughs> is still playing his jaunty rootin' tootin' tune. And Bruce shifts him Winston to make him dance and says, This is ain't enough, Sheriff. You've got a vogue. Let your body move to the music. <laughs> and we're just going to be friends. <laughs> oh, God. Yes, because at first, it's the whole dance for me. And Winston's kind of hopping over and back. And then he yeah. does a little kind of old-timey jig. But then yeah, when he tells him to vogue, I was just like, am I losing my mind? Or is this actually what's happening? And he fully starts voguing. <laughs> Dressed as an old timey sheriff, like not a fucking lick of this makes any sense. But holy shit, am I invested? Oh my god! <laughs> Say that the way two Bruce do said, you Vogue, let your body move to the music and make me crack up. He delivered it well. In fairness to him, my god, oh Jesus, oh. I was so not expecting any of that. But boy, am I happy that it happened. <laughs> Well, Winston being forced to vogue at a good point <laughs> is too much for me. <laughs> what is this episode? <laughs> oh, I swear to God, honestly, I was just saying, like, we've only just recovered from bun doggies, and now they've hit us with this. And I can't. <laughs> I'm actually crying. <laughs> oh my god um, I think this is genuine I, the most entertaining episode we've watched I don't think anything's made me laugh throughout as much as this one did and uh, and it continues in in top form mm. because um, yeah Liz this is this is too much for Liz um, so she tells all the goons to leave but two Bruce twos, uh, Tudo says who's gonna make me and then a silhouette appears in the door and the mysterious figure takes aim. 
Oh my God. Yes. This <laughs> mysterious person with like a bandana over their face. They go shooting the tops off a bunch of bottles. Like they're kind of wrecking the gaff, but you know, they're I making their point. Just thinking this, yeah. That's a lot of, <laughs> yeah. of Miss Lizzie's stock has been destroyed. Sure is. I'm going to reimburse her. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so they're obviously a crack shot and uh, Cheryl, Lila and Enid are extremely impressed and do this very funny kind of one at a time kind of hubba, hubba and then Enid, <laughs> bubba. <laughs> <laughs> and the uh, mysterious stranger whips their mask off and their hat off only to reveal it's loco jesse at your service but who's oh. loco jesse <laughs> well there's nearly lizzie nearly faints it's jessamine <laughs> oh my god she lives <laughs> If they had had a whole circus thing, I'd have been even happier. But I still, I am so happy that the name Jessamine has turned oh up. God. That I can you know forgive what? them a lot. Honestly, I'll take it. Like, she's a, what, fucking marshal for hire. Something ridiculous. Like, it doesn't matter. She's here and I'm delighted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Li- Li- Liza, Lizzie says <laughs> that she hasn't seen Jessamine since she ran away to live with outlaws. Um, so uh-huh. that's a relief. Um, so with the appearance of Loco Jesse, Jessica back in the 20th century is fully on board and she takes over the reading uh, or she tries to. And we hear that uh, that J- Loco Jesse had a beauty and a fire <clears throat> like a poison desert flower. I mean, Look, it made very little sense. <laughs> well, she looks at two Bruce Tudo and says, now I'm the law in these parts and you should respect the ladies of the gorge. Mm. And uh, Bruno says there's already a sheriff, but the sheriff has stopped voguing, sadly, is uh, happy to give up the job. <laughs> Oh, this is also fantastic. There's so many brilliant little sequences in this. Like, I'm so impressed with everybody because everybody just brought their fucking A game and it was just a delight all the way through. So, yeah, it's like a close up of Winston with his frightened little face. Um, so he kind of turns to Loco Jesse, who's who's holding her hand up uh, as he's kind of saying, you know, he promised to uphold the law and constitution of uh, of Sweet Valley Gorge. And uh, she's like, I do. So he, he pins his sheriff's badge to her and then like high fives her braised hand and is like, later. <laughs> I just loved it so much. His timing is superb. It's, it's so good. The high five as well. Oh, killed me off yeah. altogether. <laughs> well, two moves two though, clicks his fingers for his goons and mm. says, you ain't so tough. But Jesse says she's not leaving till he gives her sister the deed to the Moon Gorge Saloon. And, uh, uh, Two Bruce Tudo says he'll give it to her if they play a game. And everyone goes, the game? <laughs> and there's so much hilarious background chatter in this episode as well. Like, we've had a bit of that before. Like, remember the yes. goons were going to beat up Winston? And everybody yes. was like, hey, what are they doing in the background? Leave them alone, of- <laughs> you jerks. <laughs> there's a lot of that sort of vibe in this. And it's very enjoyable. Oh, God, um, it's very good. Yeah, because he's kind of, two Bruce Tuna is like, uh, you know, we got a little game we play around here to settle these matters. And as you say, though, the crowd are like, oh, the game, not the game. Oh, my God. And then you can hear someone going, what game? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. But yes, he clarifies that uh, that if if uh, if Loco Jesse wins, she gets the saloon free and clear. Uh, but if she loses, then he gets Miss Lizzie. Oh, <gasps> So then we get a very sort of Sergio Leone shot mm. of their eyes. It's sort of like the, you know, yes. the, the band, the Ugly, And um, it's all very dramatic. Like a bead of sweat trickles down to mm. Stu's brow. And then pans out. We see they're playing Connect Four. Like, I I actually snorted laughing when it panned out. I was so entertained. Oh my god. So yes, they are they, they are playing Connect Four. Loco Jesse drops in her uh, her last uh, piece and she's like, now four in a row, I win. Uh and Bruno's like, where? She points out that it's diagonal, and he says, Oh, very sneaky, Jesse. You may have won this round, Lady Marshall, but I'll be back tomorrow at high noon. So he does actually hand over the deeds uh, he before does, he goes. Yeah. So yeah, so she, uh, so Jesse can can hand them over to Miss Lizzie. Well, I also like the fact that in that when she, you know, when she announces that it's a diagonal four in a row, that everyone uh, yeah. back is like, oh, diagonal, <laughs> the background, <Ooh>. diagonal. <laughs> 
<laughs> Great crowd work by everybody there. <laughs> Top notch. Uh, yeah. So yeah, they know Bruno is coming back. And then we get a sort of, it's the closest that we come to a montage. And it's got like yeah. Maraconi vibes. It's got a sort of oh almost wah, 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 <laughs> going on. Because Loco yes, Jesse has to turn the showgirls into cowboys or girls. Oh God. Yes, exactly. Because, well, this is it. Because Lizzie still didn't look too happy, even though she'd gotten the deeds. Because she was like, look, he said he's coming back and he is. And we're going to have to be ready. So, yeah, it kind of cuts to like Jesse leading the girls out of the saloon. And they're all, all the girls now, the former showgirls are all now wearing like trousers and Stetsons. And uh, yeah, it's like they all kind of sashay out but then Enid is like the last one bringing up the rear and she's really kind of struggling in the trousers and kind of <laughs> hopping on one foot and trying to readjust them and it's just like again just playing the comedy really fucking nicely <laughs> and the comedy continues as the camera pans over what initially looks like the uh the new Rootin' cowgirls all riding horses behind each other you know behind each other sort of bouncing up and down and then we see yes. that they're literally on a fence <laughs> yes, they have thrown a bunch of saddles on a fence and that's what they're sitting on. But they're having a great time. Yeah, they actually do look pretty, uh, like they're, they, you know, you wouldn't think they're going to take part in a deadly showdown quite soon. But uh, no, they're very because... cheerful, a very cheerful bunch. Yeah. <laughs> well, we cut back to the 20th century where Liz the sap is like, oh, this is so scary. And Jessica rightly is like, oh, you, you know. You lightweight wants to take over but Liz continues and she goes into a flowery description of the you know showdown time it's high noon of you know the wind is echoing through the streets like God's frightened breath but Jessica's no time for this she just goes and the showdown begins and the girls yeah, swag she just around just go, and blah and blah 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 <laughs> yes. so the girls swagger out and my notes say they all look really fucking cool. Oh my god! They like again. The styling is so good in this episode. Like they all look class. Like they looked amazing as like showgirls in a dance hall. They look amazing as uh, Root and Toot and cowgirls. I'm fully here for every inch of these wardrobes. <laughs> So they they sort of line up in a row on the on the dusty main street, and it's a they're certainly you know c- creating an impression uh, of of power and bravery. But then it turns out they're facing the wrong way. <laughs> <Damn it. laughs> so they turn around to face Bruce and the goons, and they stride towards each other, and they continue to look super cool. And then and Manny comes in with this. <laughs> <laughs> damn it Manuelo they all kind of turn to look at him and go yeah. Manuelo in unison so he's like oh sorry and tries to play something a bit more appropriate in terms yes. of tension <laughs> yes this sort of Marconi music kicks in again mm. as they sort of swagger towards each other and two Bruce two and Jessica come face to face and he says pistol and somebody hands him a pistol and she says makeup and she just handed a compact <laughs> and two of the girls come out with a full length mirror <laughs> it's great I love it <laughs> and then two Bruce two shows off his sharp shooting oh god he does so he, he kind of flips a coin up into the air and shoots it uh, out of the air <laughs> like Lila sees this and just runs after it all those like bits it's been scattered into so it's like yes he's a great shot but also Lila still is Lila <laughs> of course and uh, so that's an impressive move from two Bruce two or two no but then uh, <laughs> Jessica's response is like hey what's that what's this and he looks down and she like taps his nose on his hat <laughs> <laughs> so I like silly. that her sort of, you know, cool cowgirl uh trick is to basically is the is the tricks of the playground. Mm. And bring two books to like enough of this, you know, ten paces. So they start to pace and then when they get to five, we gave a little rig a ding digging. Oh my god, yes. Yeah. So it turns out Loco Jesse has a mobile phone. <laughs> so it starts ringing. It starts ringing and she answers it. And like, it's all very serious up to that point. So she answers it and then she's like, 
Tony, hey, she's like, oh, Saturday night, <laughs> you little sidewinder. She's like, hold on, I've got another call on the other line. And then it's like, Alex, hey. <laughs> and I, I fully thought that this was going to like cut back to Jessica back at the actual house, like in real life, having gotten a call and kind of ruining the story. Oh. But no, this is just, <laughs> this is just what's happening in, in this Wild West, super anachronistic flashback. And it, like, you know what, I was fine again with the with this being what's happening because it was so ridiculous like they just push it so far in terms of ridiculousness that you just have to go with it like you couldn't be upset about it <laughs> no and uh yeah impressively uh forward of uh Root and Tootin, uh loco jesse to have a mobile phone 1995 so i guess i was thinking Oh, wow, that looks like quite a, a modern phone. But then I was thinking, like, this is after Clueless came out and Sharon Clueless had a mobile phone, if I remember correctly. True. Yeah, yeah. And it was a little kind of, it was like a little flippy phone. It was oh, no, maybe not. Phone. It was. Yeah. Well, well Loco Jesse's phone was a uh, was a flip phone. So, um, yes, she's uh, she's she's quite the trendsetter. And <laughs> Bruce is understandably annoyed at this interruption to the duel. So he fires into the air and she's like, oh, gotta go to wherever she's on the phone to. And then it's like, so where were we? And they finish the count hilariously fast. It's only like six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah. <laughs> Two Bruce Duno is uh, quite a generous jeweler because um, when they turn around, Jess goes to draw her weapon. Her mood ring gets stuck in the holster. Oh my god, I did laugh at this as well because like it's it's so silly. But yeah, her mood ring. I was like, oh, I had a mood ring. It's like who didn't? It was the nineties. But yeah, as you say, yeah, he just stands there with his gun ready to go, watching her kind of faff around trying to get her gun. Uh, but he doesn't fire. He does say <sighs> prepare to die, and eventually goes to pull the trigger. But uh, when he does, it turns out he's been handed a water gun. <laughs> Yes, one of his goons says all the kids love them. Uh, <laughs> oh God, so um, Jessica or Loco Jesse, I should say, takes uh, <laughs> takes aim and fires, but Two Bruce Tuno dodges the bullet and takes Liz hostage. <gasps> oh no! Yeah, he kind of uh, yeah uses her as a human shield, and mm. um, so poor poor Jesse drops her gun like she's told, and he says, you know, just as I suspected, girls ain't got no guts. <gasps> but then a shot rings out. And we see Enid has taken aim. <laughs> yeah, so Enid up in sniper position with her rifle. <laughs> <laughs> she yells down, she goes, Hey Bruno, I may have no appendix, but I still got guts. <laughs> And she's not the only one because the other girls also march out with uh, and have Bruce in their sights. And he says, you're cute, but you're no match for Tonston, who strides out in full Clint Eastwood drag. Oh, fully. Like he went to town on it. And again, great job by everybody. It's... <laughs> fantastic so yeah he kind of walks over Lizzie's freaking out she's like no no um but uh yeah he also has this big rifle that he then fires however <laughs> a bunch of flowers pop out the barrel <laughs> <laughs> and they start with this with the sort of like whing, sound effect <laughs> and um he hands the the Todston hands the flowers to Miss Lizzie by the way every time they say Todston it sounds like the sort of thing name that we would call them in mockery. Oh my god, it does. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Old Todston. Um, so, uh, yeah, he has, Todston gives the flowers to Liz and then hands Loco Jesse a sort of gauntlet. Yeah, it's like this kind of fancy leather glove, I guess. And he kind of says, as he's handing the flowers to Miss Lizzie, he's like, I should have done this a long time ago. And then he yeah, hands this glove to Jesse and it kind of cuts away to all the townsfolk and there's just the sounds of like slapping and Bruno going, no, no, please. So basically, Loco Jesse just slaps the shit out of him, I suppose. Literally. <laughs> yeah. So it cuts back to, to uh, Loco Jesse um, has like her boot on uh, two Bruce Tudo's chest. And he he concedes defeat, um, because mm. and she tells him from now on, Miss Lizzie runs things around here, um. So yeah, he's been defeated. Todston apologizes for taking so long to you know do the right thing, and asks Miss Lizzie to marry him. 
Mm. Yeah, she's delighted. She thought he'd never ask. So we cut back to the Casa del Wakefield where Liz is entranced and says, "I, you know, what a gorgeous, sweet ending. And Jessica hilariously says, eh, I think the part of that dweeb Totston was kind of annoying. <laughs> it's like, yeah, she's not altogether wrong. <laughs> well, Liz says she wants to find out what happened to, uh, to all the denizens of Sweet Valley Gorge after Bruno was defeated. And we cut back to the gorge where Loco Jessie is feasting on jerky. Yeah, she's having a great time with that jerky, but uh, but no, she can't stay in town. Uh, apparently, she's uh, she's like the tumbleweed, and she has to go where people need justice, where children are afraid to sleep at night, where they have a stairmaster. because <laughs> oh, yes, the beef jerky went straight to her hips. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, she's kind of like the littlest hobo. She just has to keep Ooh. moving on to down to down. <laughs> And she hands the sheriff's badge to Edith. Yeah, she's like, here's your new sheriff, hands the badge over. And uh, she's like, you know what to do if you need me. I think it's Edith goes, whistle. She goes, no, call my agent. (laughs) And then she rides off into the distance, uh, shouting, out of my way, geeks. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Well, uh, the rest of the, the... the the gang um are you know sad to see her go but mm. um they're inter- their reverie is interrupted by a cry of crossing guard coming through and who could the crossing guard be well it's winston he got himself a new job now that he's not the sheriff anymore uh and lila points out that there's no kids in this town so winston then reveals that he's a chicken crossing guard and he goes no why the chicken crossed the road because sheriff egbert makes it safe for them <laughs> I mean, I'm glad he's found his niche. Yeah. And uh, Cheryl is too. She says she's glad he found a job for, uh, made for his unique abilities. And <laughs> while they're all laughing merrily, uh, Two Bruce too comes up and uh, humbly tells Miss Lizzie that he's finished cleaning the cow stalls, basically begs for rest from his labours. <laughs> Yeah, true. And I think is it Todston is kind of like, no, you can go back to work and starts giving out to him. But Miss Lizzie uh, takes pity on him and says, yeah, you can take a break uh, to watch the floor show. Apparently he doesn't want to miss it. Yes. And they all strut into the gorge and with a cry of Manuelo, strike up something snappy. We see the goons are now the entertainment and they look quite happy as they high kick. They're happy out. They're looking delighted. Yeah, all lined up uh, dancing in a kick line with like feather boas and little feather headpieces and stuff. They're they're loving life, it seemed like anyway to me. And uh, everyone's enjoying the show. <laughs> and uh, Miss Lizzie's diary voiceover says that she didn't see Jessie much after that. Oh, very, very kind of her. I like to, uh, of Jess- Loco Jessie, I mean, to like never visit her long lost <laughs> sister again. But... <laughs> Apparently she felt safe at night knowing she had a sister out there on the prairie watching out for her and her friends. Hmm. And then in the present day or the, you know, nearly 30 years ago, I feel like yeah. the present day to me. The oh, 90s. Uh, <laughs> we remember it. We were there. <laughs> Jessica finds a photo of the twins and gets quite a shock. Uh, yes, it's it's a photo of the McWakefield twins. <laughs> I what, does the Mac oh, make them no, too? Like, yeah, what is happening? Yes, it's so unnecessary. Like, Wakefield is not a name that ever had Mac in front of it. Like, it simply <laughs> is not how names work. <laughs> not the names from this side of the world, anyway. <laughs> also, I mean, if this was the actual uh, the the actual sagas, uh, Todston and and Elizabeth, the Miss Lizzie, whatever her name was, mm. would not get Mm-mm. married because that no. would suggest quite a lot of bin breeding but <laughs> i mean we're suspending disbelief on a lot of things in this episode so why not here oh god he probably tripped and slipped on his rubber ducky before they ever got married and <laughs> died it's probably fine <laughs> <laughs> well we cut back to the school where two bruce two is telling a group of i don't know tourists cho- school <laughs> other his schoolmates so he's I guess. <laughs> inexplicably like showing around their own school he says that his founding father uh, the 
this, his ancestors who were the founding fathers mm. of Jean Valley were big into cattle and presumably remembering two Bruce Tuno cleaning up a uh, cow stall. The twins say, you can't argue with history. And then they tape a, a photo over the picture of two Bruce Tuno and it's quite an image. Yeah, so <laughs> we only get a very quick look at the full picture, but it is an image of the old timey twins uh, and they're standing over to Bruce Tuno, who's kind of tied up and they each have like a foot on his back. Yeah. So I guess they're suggesting that he's like cattle that's been caught or something. <laughs> but yeah, and again, great. Him, which pretty much, yeah, more more so than cattle. It's more mm. it's more like like a hog, as you say. But but look, anyway, they've uh, they they captured the moment for posterity. So it was very clear who the McWigfield twins were the absolute <laughs> image of. And uh, yeah, and, and them, yeah, standing proudly over Bruno, all tied up, a foot each on his back. And that's our freeze frame. <laughs> and what a freeze frame it is. And, and what an episode. <laughs> it was I mean, just <laughs> bananas. I loved it. <laughs> Oh, listeners, I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we did, because it genuinely, I think it might be my favourite episode of all this entire series so far. Oh, of, the, of season two, definitely, because honestly, the Halloween the episode. Yeah, see, the Halloween episode and the mad James Bond Goldfowler <gasps> episode are still oh, up there, true, I must say. True. But and they did have one boost one. This is the thing, like as 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 brilliant as this episode was, imagine if it was one Bruce one as Bruno. Oh like. my God. Yeah, well, what might have been. Mm. And I, I, whenever, I mean, even despite the lack of one Bruce one, it was still an absolute delight from beginning to end. I mean, did I ever think I'd see Winston voguing? No. Am I glad <laughs> I did? Yes. <laughs> Like, did I ever think he'd be dressed as an old-timey Western sheriff while doing so? Absolutely not. <laughs> and yet, here we are. And these are all things that we have recently witnessed. So, I mean, yeah. <laughs> anything can we've happen. Wit- we've witnessed a lot, <laughs> listeners. And if, uh, please let us know what uh, what you thought, um, because we always love hearing from our Pi Beta Alpha sisters. Uh, quite a lot of you were, were impressed by... By bun doggies. Uh, I am Sarah 1981 said one's off to New York fries to get their hot dog and fries combo for lunch. I mean, we wished we could get some hot dogs after watching the last one. Um, <laughs> but uh, yes, the uh, there was there was quite a um, quite a, quite some quite a, a lot of love for for bun doggies because Giddy Ant said bun doggies is a name so amazing that I am outraged there isn't somewhere called for this in real life. I may have googled this. <laughs> I mean, there's an opportunity for uh, an entrepreneurial listener here, you know, getting on that Very bird doggy's train. You know, I mean, <laughs> you have a built-in audience here ready to go and happy out <laughs> to support bun doggies in real life. <laughs> Claire PH made a very good point. She said, Lila standing in the doorway at the mall has never looked so much like book Lila. True. Mm. And uh, Claire also made the good point. And Jess, why are you going incognito to the library? Is there not a frequent library user that you look identical to? <laughs> very good point. <laughs> Pippi and Shirley made an excellent point too, saying that Liz and Todd do not deserve friends as amazing as Lila and Winston, which is also fair because they were both kind of, they were just so grumpy and useless in that episode. And like Lila and Winston just came through for both of them, like, oh, so much more than they deserved. But also, why didn't they kiss? Oh, well, I mean, we thought about that a lot. (laughs) Would they? Too much? Uh, happiness media said some frenching over those fries should definitely have happened <laughs> yes absolutely uh neri siren picked out uh the best quote in it which was i'm always difficult it's what i do best and just said best lila quote ever so classic much queen energy and like it fully Uh-oh. is just an iconic lila moment there it's so good <laughs> well maria Teresa biblioteca uh, a librarian uh pointed out that she is a librarian said i don't know what kind of bullshit is going on in that library where enid is working but it's probably <laughs> to match examine it too closely also saved by the bell also had a subliminal messages episode involving some sort of scheme to facilitate zach's ongoing sexual harassment of <laughs> kelly so it oh, must God. have been it must just have been some kind of 90s thing. Hashtag Zach Morris is trash. 
very, <laughs> fair? very true. <laughs> very fair, yes. But yeah, that's funny. So it obviously was just one of those things, like subliminal messages being a thing. And like it, it also popped up in The Simpsons a few times, I feel like as well, oh. in their kind of episodes from the 90s. It was obviously just one of those things that was like, ooh, we can do stuff with this for funny storylines. Yeah. So yeah. Did, I mean, probably Alpha Sisters, have any of you actually encountered these tapes in real life <laughs> as opposed to just in sitcoms to let us know? <laughs> uh, I liked, uh, speaking of the library, I liked Pippi Ann Shirley's um, remark to Maria Teresa. She said, also, pretty sure you never break the hollowed library rule. Shh! And announce <laughs> an uncommon visitor with such volume and derision. <laughs> Jessica <laughs> Wakefield! <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty ridiculous. <laughs> professional. Oh well, Pivy to Alpha Sisters, thank you so much for listening to us. Um we always enjoy hearing from you and you know where to find us. We are on Twitter at SVH Podcast. Yeah, you can fire in over an email to us at svhpodcast at gmail.com. And of course, we are on Instagram at SVH Podcast, where I mean, I you can see possibly coming up very soon. Uh, Karen's been posting video, little clips of many of these uh, the episodes we've been discussing. So if you, for some crazy reason, you do not want to watch twenty minutes of Wakefield Cowboy <laughs> action, you might be able to catch some highlights there. And uh, yeah, we are. T- let's have a look and see what the next episode is. I don't know anything oh, yeah. can beat this uh, I mean this is a tough mm. one to top in fairness I don't think this will it's called mixed doubles do you want to share a bit of the of the blurb have you got it there oh yeah okay uh, mm. when Bruce falls for the Brazilian exchange student he and Jessica start dating to make her jealous hmm, hmm. now mixed doubles suggest tennis could it be it does, doesn't tennis it? girl yeah. oh Although a Brazilian student, that's oh, a new yeah. character for sure, isn't it? That's true. Um, I don't remember there ever being a Brazilian exchange student in the books, but no. uh, who knows? Uh, they, I mean, the thing is, I was worried that the, this episode wouldn't live up to our expectations. I did not have very high expectations for like order for hot dogs. And that turned out to be an absolute treat. So, <laughs> you know, I, I'll, I'll have an open mind about mixed doubles. That's all I'm saying. Definitely. Like there'll be something that'll fucking make us shriek. I'm sure there seems to be at least one woman like that per episode (laughs) so far anyway. (laughs) Well, uh, probably to Alpha Sisters, we will see you back here in the clubhouse for mixed doubles in Mm -hmm. two weeks time. And of course, before that, next week, we will see you in the main feed when uh, Jessica finds out that that mousy, pale-faced creature, Paula, is not what she seems. <gasps> oh, my God. <laughs> See you then, everybody. Thanks for listening. Rehaw! Nope. <laughs> She's rooting and tooting. <laughs> Always. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.